0: Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey,
1: Fetch! Hey, Fetch!
2: Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question.
1: Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch! Did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser?
0: Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the guy live Prime Time.
1: Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East?
0: Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect.
2: You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of, of political incorrectness. Echan, you're always politically
1: correct.
0: Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow?
1: I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, the Fetch.
0: From Riyadh, they're still running my Saturday show. I, I gotta change that bumper there for Thursday. Anyways, from Riyadh, uh, this is The Fetch and you are indeed live inside the eye, I, I guess, but it is inside the eye like prime time. Today's date is Thursday, March, almost at May, huh? March the 11th, 2021 and a good Thursday afternoon to early evening to all of you. Uh, listening in the United States and Canada. A good late afternoon, late, late evening, I should say, to early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones. And, of course, wherever you are listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and micro-FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well with you and yours. Quite a warm day here in Riyadh and equally a warm evening. Temperatures reached up into the middle 90s with another hot day scheduled for tomorrow. We are currently sitting at 73 degrees at just after 2 o'clock in the morning. And the overnight lows are expected to get down to quite a warm 69 degrees. Now, tomorrow is expected to get up again to 96 degrees. But we expect to also have a stiff breeze tomorrow. And that means uh dust, lots and lots of dust. So uh, I guess I'm going to have to shut the windows tonight before... Uh, this whole show, and before I go to sleep, I should say, because if I wake up in the morning, it's probably going to be just filled with dust. Anyway, spring is, of course, just around the corner, not just for me, but for you. Uh But uh, without a doubt, it's around the corner here. Uh, next week, we're actually expected to see our very first 100-degree day, and I'm not sure exactly what day that is, but it's going to come next week. We're expecting it anyways. However, as of now, it's... uh just hot, it's actually hot here, I feel hot, uh, what can I say, I feel hot, and we've got some breeze, but it's on the other side of the house here, coming in at about 12 miles per hour, I would like to just kind of like, get into shorts and stuff, but I got so many mosquitoes buzzing around, I bought a uh, mosquito zapper, you know, one of those ultraviolet zappers, bug zappers, and it's uh, been filling up quite nicely, however... There's still quite a bit of mosquitoes around, and that means I'm getting bit like heck, and I can't stand getting mosquito bites. So I don't mind. In fact, there's a mosquito buzzing me right now. So I don't mind zapping the mosquitoes. I'm generally pretty fair with animals, quite frankly, but uh, if you're trying to eat me, all is fair. You know, you, mosquitoes are just one of those things that want to eat you too, and uh, if you're trying to eat me, well, okay, that's a dog-eat-dog world. We have quite a storm, I guess, brewing for you guys out there in, what, California just now and then heading out into, what, uh, Denver coming up the next day or two. You guys are going to hit pretty hard, looking like some, rec- not necessarily record record-breaking, but you're looking at somewhere between 25 to 30 inches of snow coming into Denver this coming weekend. And that's going to make for quite a big travel mess for those of you in the mountain states going down into the plains, Nebraska, things like that. I guess uh, California is back into a drought condition, so this storm has been somewhat of a welcome relief to parts of the mountains, central California, areas like that. But it's going to be one, I probably one last winter blast for a lot of you in the states before you get to see spring. But for us, it's here. It's It's here, man. And uh, I'm warm. I almost feel like turning on the air conditioner. In fact, this week was the first day we actually started using air conditioners again in our offices. Uh, I'm up on the second floor of a, a particular building, which is the roof equally, so my office does get warm. So we've actually been already using air conditioning, and I'm sure that would piss off the the global warmest alarmist because you know, be all be gosh darn we're actually burning energy here to try to stay a little bit cool as temperatures heat up. Well, let's see. First of all, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Drive time for you in the western United States. I hope you're doing well. First of all, I'm not in the chat room. Let me head over to the chat room to get this show started. Inside the iLive.com forward slash live underscore chat. I'm in a brave browser right now. I hope it opens. Let's see. I'm gonna, I want that mosquito, man. It's hard to concentrate with a mosquito buzzing you all the time. Let's see. It's the Brave browser lately has not been working. That was really frustrating with Microsoft. You know, I got this computer. We've got a, like an later edition, uh, CPU on it. We have a graphics card on it. And then the computer decides it's gonna reset and then Once it resets, you know, meaning updates, I've been having my disk running at 100%. And it takes like an hour for it to just start to go away. It just started to go away about 20 minutes ago before the show. But I couldn't do anything. It's just nothing moves. It was very, very frustrating. So I would really like to get rid of Microsoft. I'm really thinking, you know, we really do need to get rid of Microsoft because it's really annoying. Anyways, anyways, uh, let's see, it is working, Brave is working, so we do have some people there, it looks like, not a whole lot, but we have some people there, it's actually very quiet. Bruce in Texas, Tubby, good afternoon, Blau Ocean, that's about it. So guys, good afternoon, welcome to the show, hope you're doing well in the States. You know, here in uh, Saudi Arabia, they've opened up the, um, what do you call it, they've opened up the restaurants again, that's a good thing, I haven't actually, yeah, I did go to a restaurant the other day. It's kind of, it's called Steakhouse and it's kind of like a knockoff of Sizzler and quite a, quite an expensive place actually. It's not expensive, expensive, but for me, I don't like to spend that much money on food, but uh, went out to enjoy dinner and just got out, but it's so stupid. I'll be honest with you guys. I am so annoyed at the constant silliness. To me, it's silly because quite frankly, I have never Ever in a year met anybody that's actually sick. Not one. Not one. Now I talk to medical people here and they say, Dennis, yes, it's real. You're going to be wanting the vaccine. I'm like trying to argue, not trying. I'm arguing with people. Like, no, I don't want anything to do with your, with your uh, genetic weaponry here. I don't, you know, but, but it's like so insane. Like to go to a restaurant here, you have to have your phone. You can't leave your phone in the car. You got to show them your vaccine pass. It's not a vaccine pass, but you got to show them a a a stupid thing that says, gee, not infected. How silly is that when you really think about it? You know what I mean? How silly is that? I've never met a single person in a year that's actually sick. I've seen a few people with sniffles you know that type of thing but heck what the heck so what i've lived 57 years you think i haven't seen people with sniffles before and uh but now it's like you got to have this thing not not uh not infected it's like this is silly then you go into the 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 restaurants and you gotta wave your hand in front of a scanner to make sure your temperature's okay. Like, well, you're, you're, you've got my vaccine thing. It says, not vaccine, but you've got my thing. It says that I'm not sick or whatever. You know, it's kind of silly. And then you gotta go waving your hand. Again, it's more silliness. And people are like so annoyed with it. But then you've got a huge crowd here, a really, really, really huge crowd here, uh, less educated that are just so masked up. It's like, you know what? You guys need all the advantage you can get because you're not really from the educated cast to begin with. So, you know, you need to have your wits about you. And everybody's out there wearing their masks, two masks, five masks, 25 masks, whatever the case may be. It's not that bad. But I'm like, you know, masks actually do make you stupider. You know, they know that because when you don't get the proper oxygen intake, well, you're not going to get oxygen to your brain. And duh. The brain needs a heck of a lot of oxygen to operate. So if you're constantly cutting off oxygen to your brain, guess what? Well, you're going to get dumber. And so we're creating a society. I mean, we already had idiocracy already in many parts of the world. But we are creating really one of the dumbest layers of human uh, societies, probably in the history of... Uh, the modern world, for sure, you know. Certainly we were a heck of a lot smarter in the 50s and 60s and up into the 70s and maybe even the 80s. You know, I tell the students here when I talk to them, I said, you guys, you know, you just don't get it. You got all this information about you, but you don't know as much because you rely on technology rather than using your brain. You know, I told them back in the day, you know, you kind of like memorized everybody's phone numbers because, hey, you didn't want to have to go look it up all the time. A lot of us, quite frankly, I'll bet you you're one of them, if you're, a, you're from that time, you still remember the very first phone number you had. You know, you actually can tell, t- I know mine. I actually do. I still, that number is there. It's like a social security number. Uh, I know it. And, uh, what else? Uh, you know, we didn't have computers. We didn't have calculators. We actually didn't have calculators, man. I remember doing math, calculus, pre-calculus on the on the chalkboard the, we'd have two chalkboards filled up with uh formulas and trying to figure the thing out and then maybe erasing some of it and going and adding some more and all of this was done without a calculator we couldn't afford calculators quite then it was still a new commodity a new item not of us not a lot of us in school really got them like for me I didn't get mine I think I was a junior or a senior in high school my first calculator And today's today's people, they just seem dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber, and and they believe so easily. They are just so naive. They don't understand the concept that just maybe, just maybe, there are elements in this world that don't like you, that want harm to be be done to you, and they actually do have a genocidal policy that they actually do want to depopulate the planet. So anyways, it's been a very weird week this week, you know, talking to people. But I did speak to some people around the world and and in parts of the world. uh, There are just signs that things may be opening up a little bit. You know, I keep watching because obviously I'd like to travel. If you want to go to Thailand now. I would never go to Thailand. To me, Thailand would be a high risk area, not because of a virus. Nobody cares about the virus if you're serious. No one really should care. If you if you care about a virus, you're you're just insane too. But uh in Thailand, instead of serving your quarantine, they're gonna put you on a yacht. You still gotta spend two month two weeks in quarantine, but they're gonna put you on a yacht. Isn't that great? Isn't that great, and then uh of course, like everywhere else, you got to be tracked twenty four seven wherever you go, and it's you know, and if you don't, like in Singapore, you may have heavy fines and things like this nature, and then the next thing you know, you've become a criminal for being a healthy person, isn't that great? All these healthy people around the world, and let's be honest, we have seven billion people, and not that many really got this virus, guys, not all that many yet. The healthy people of this world are being treated like they're criminals, like they're guilty. You know, there was an old concept regarding uh, basic civil liberties, and that was you were innocent until proven guilty. Well, now you're sick until proven that you're not. And they're treating everybody like that. And this really is going to become the battle, one of the battlefronts. And there's many battlefronts coming uh, our way on a social level across many societies, but this is going to be one of those battlefronts. The smart countries, the smart areas are going to tell the terrorists, no, we are not playing the game, and those that don't play that are going to vaccinate their people. They're going to have long-term massive health problems. They're going to implode their societies, and everybody's going to be laughing because that was the entire plan from day one. And and I'll tell you what, the health officials out there, they, they don't believe it. They just don't oh, no, This is safe. This is safe. You know, the brainwashing, the inability of professionals out there uh, at certain levels anyways to grasp reality is absolutely stunning. But of course, there, we have a lot of professionals out there that actually do get the risk, that do understand just where all this is headed. And we as a people, as an audience, as an educated group, we must do our best to keep talking the truth, even though it does carry some risks. It carries perhaps some penalties. But the bottom line is is that you owe it to the human race to be truthful, to be fair, to educate to the degree that you can within the circles that you can. We simply cannot bow down to what is an encroaching and ever-increasingly draconian evil that is really surrounding so much of this planet. You know, there's some trouble brewing out there, certainly in America. You've got a border policy that is absolutely wide open. And people have been coming to me and they're saying, hey, Dennis, what's up with Biden? I said, well, you know, Biden was never intended to stay long. They were always going to replace him. That was part of the plan. Because, quite frankly, he could never have lasted four years. And I I told him, it's kind of like a Theresa May. In the UK, they're just going to go ahead and replace them. And I said, but here's the absurdity of my country, meaning America, of course. And people love America, guys. Don't don't let me get you wrong. They love what we created. They love what we have done with white America. Not this garbage that's not America anymore. They like white America. They don't want Jew America because Jew America sucks. Jew America is a cesspool. The massive immigration America is not America. It's basically an invasion by Latin American elements, etc. Somalian elements, which are actually being brought in, that's not America. No matter how you cut it, look, the Somalians are never going to be Americans in a traditional classic sense. They're going to be Somalians. They're going to create trash societies. They're going to create a hellhole where they live and just go to Minneapolis you don't have to believe me go to Minneapolis and see what the somalians have created in fact go to anywhere where there are somalians in america uh bring some uh bring some protection uh, don't travel alone and then just preview what somalians create and it's you'll see that I'm not you know I'm just telling you the truth they create uh decay because they don't know how to build there's only one well, I shouldn't say one. The Chinese can build, the Japanese can build, and certain of the... Actually, you know what's interesting, though? Those that build the most are like the Christians and the Hindus. The Hindus don't really build that much because that's India. They, they're they doing better now, but they, they... Of course, Britain kind of screwed them over for a lot of years. But the Japanese can build, the Koreans can build. But a lot of these, let's say Korea is largely a Christian nation. America, of course, is a Christian nation. Uh, much of Europe was whether the the heathens you know the well meaning pagans and the really good nice pagans equally uh who want to have some uh, base back to their roots, which they believe is the pagan ancient pagan religions uh that's all well and good for me I don't have a problem with that quite frankly, and they're out there saying, um, you know these are the places where actually people actually do build and uh before we get more into that, let's just go ahead and take care of the call. 210, I think that's Bruce in Texas. Hi, welcome Inside the Ally Prime Team.
1: Howdy, fish. How you doing?
0: You know, it's hot, and I've got, like, mosquito bites on my ankles, so I'm, like, uncomfortable. <laughs> but other than that, I'm fine.
1: Ah, is there, uh, I didn't keep track. Are you, you're in the Philippines now? Or? No,
0: I'm still oh. in Riyadh.
1: Oh, okay. All righty. Hey, I just uh, wanted to maybe vent or see what you think about. It. Oh boy, some wigger's going by with his truck blasting. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's becoming a problem here in Texas. When you see these big trucks and you got some kid and he's got his hat on backwards and he's playing some some black guy, going, woo, 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 you know what I mean? Like what? What are these guys listening to? I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's me. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, the uh China and Russia is teaming up to go to the moon. Did you hear about that?
0: Well, good luck. If they can actually get through the Van Allen belts, you know, go ahead and knock yourselves out, you know. Uh, maybe they'll do like we do, but they'll do a better production. You know what I mean? They'll do a better production as far as uh, yeah. the video goes.
1: Yeah, I got you, yeah. Well, if they succeed and if you don't believe, it's fine. If you do, people will do, uh, if they can get there. Well, if they're going to get there, um, it's going to be through alien technology.
0: Form. It ain't going to be through our, it's not going to be through some simple human technology. You're not just going to drive out there. You know what I mean? You're going to have to find some other way, uh, space time thing, maybe some portal. I don't know. Maybe some, you know, I don't know what they call them. Gate, gateways. I don't know what you call those things, but. You know, we'll have to see. There's rumors that we're already been to Mars. You know, we, you know, I've heard all this stuff out there. So who knows? Who knows? But, uh, listen, at least they're not wasting their money. Uh, look what they're doing. Look what we're doing. You know, China is talking about how the wimpification of boys is a threat to their national security. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've got transgenders running the country basically. You know, we're our military now. You can just take any time off any time you want to go get a transgender, you know, sex change surgery. So you can be sitting at the front lines tomorrow. You know, I'm tired of this front line crap. Uh, Guys, I'm leaving. I'm going to go get a sex change tomorrow. I'm flying back to Washington. Good luck. You know, keep your head down. Don't get killed. And I'll see you maybe in about a year or so when I start to recover from the surgery. (laughs) Bye-bye. You
1: know, the China rush, Abby. Have you watched their uh, their military parades?
0: I don't, not too much, but uh, you know.
1: You ever seen that? They're on YouTube. Uh, they have women, you know, they're in separate units, and, and the guys are fit and trim, and they're full of motivation. And you know, maybe their equipment isn't up to our snuff, but and, and what's happening to our military now and our whole society? Like NASA, NASA's turned into a diversity program, you know. So I kind of find it hard. Especially what they're doing, you know, with the military. They even root for my side anymore. I don't know. Uh, Well, I'm a domestic terrorist.
0: (laughs) Well, everybody's a domestic terrorist right now. If you're not a liberal gay Jew, basically, or, you know, transgender, basically everybody, you know, is – or a person of color. Basically, if you're white, I think many in the establishment do consider all of us to be terrorists, even though – That's absurd, but uh, they actually do believe it. So, you know, I, I think they understand something that we also understand, and I think it was raised last Saturday, that the real dangers to the establishment are our military guys. If they ever do organize secretly, covertly, and get together to defend and actually go on to the attack, they would be an absolute formidable force. And if that ever happens, rules of engagement are going to be thrown out the window, and it's going to be very nasty. And it looks like this administration is trying to bring that about, but uh, I think our people are pretty smart. We've been very smart for thousands of years, and we will know how to handle it when the time comes and we will we will see hopefully we will not be like the Russians and just surrender and lose sixty million in the span of a decade. That would be an absolute tragedy,
1: yeah, it would be. Okay, that's all I got.
0: All right. Thanks for the comment. Thank you so much. That's uh, Bruce, everybody out in Texas. Let me see if I can get that thing to go down so we don't hear it. Uh, this one here, I think it is. Or this one. I'll do them both. What the heck? And I'll just remember to put them both up. All right. So anyways, where were we? I forgot where we were at. I actually forgot where I was at. But, you know, Bruce does bring up a couple things. Here's the funny thing. Those who don't build don't appreciate the effort it takes to build. Now, a lot of us and a lot of you out there have built something in your life. You've seen it torn down. You've seen it come apart. You've seen it be taken away even by what are essentially communist Jews in government. And all of this being done through what is essentially a scam called the COVID-19 scam. And those who come into these cushy environments that were created by the sweat and brow of those before them, they never ever will grasp what it takes to actually continue to build. So what happens is by allowing subpar people into your various institutions, corporations, etc., the inevitable is that it is going to decay with a trend towards collapsing. Now what has kept all of this going for so long is simply because here in America we actually do print the dollars. Where it goes, who know who knows, but you can rest assured it ain't going to Whitey. So a lot of these major corporations, those that support Black Lives Matter, support Antifa, etc., you can rest assured that the Nikes of the world and the Twitters of the world and the Facebooks of the world they're getting money from back-end deals. They're getting money from sweetheart government deals, which is essentially a handout. In fact, I got a, I got an interesting take on the vaccine slash really gene, experimental gene, uh, it's not a therapy. It's, you can call it a therapy, I guess, but experimental gene bioweapon that these various corporations like, uh, Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. And I heard also the, uh, Sputnik 1 also is the same thing. And what else? What else? What else? Covid, Pfizer, Covid, no, no. Pfizer, Moderna. What's the other guys? Johnson & Johnson. Those are the three big guys. Anyways guys, welcome inside the iLive primetime. Back with more right after this. Hello, everybody welcome back. Uh, it's The Fetch Inside the LA Primetime Thursday, uh, March 11th, uh, 2000 <clears throat> 2021. It's uh what are we? 45 50 days now into the Biden regime, something like that. I'm suspecting that at the end of March, at the end of March that you will see uh, Biden actually start using Air Force One. Apparently there was some law done Last year that allows President Trump to keep all the assets of the state up until the end of March, something like that. And so consequently, he doesn't actually have to hand over the White House or, you, or, uh, Air Force One. Now, again, don't, don't quote me on this. I, you know, do your own research, but, you know, I did see some interesting stuff out there on BitChute and some of these other alternative media channels that showed that there's actually a law that says, uh, the handover takes place 60 days after, so somewhere on March 20th or so, we should see the handover of some of these assets to Biden, and he will officially be able to let to to fly in Air Force One. Uh, maybe Trump is keeping it just because he can. We'll have to see how that plays out. So far, uh, in the United States, it's so crazy that we've never seen Biden. Uh, the uh, he's not even. I don't even know who's. Really who does control Biden? Who knows? It's not Biden that controls Biden. But uh we'll see him maybe in Air Force One in a couple let's say another ten days or so, we'll have to see how all this plays out. But there's a lot of grumbling out there. You know, people came to me again in Saudi and we were first sorry, let me get to the commercial stuff. It is listener sponsored and supported radio. It does rely upon your donations to help to help keep the network alive up and running and you hear the commercials from time to time. No joke. Without your, without your assistant, these things do fall apart. I think we got a nice donation from a buttons. We'll only call them buttons that came in, I think today, yesterday, maybe today. Not sure when. I think it was today, maybe. No, yesterday. I'm trying to think when I saw it. I think yesterday But anyways we, we got a nice donation So thank you to I think Mr. Buttons Or Miss Buttons Or Hey Mrs. Buttons I have to go look At the email again And uh, But I want to just say Thank you for that But also the studio here Revolution Radio You can go to Revolution.radio Or com, And you can go ahead And uh, Sponsor the network Because the network Does keep this show up It's done a tremendous job Actually uh Expanding the market for what we do here, you know, and for the longest time, you guys have been a big fan of this show, you knew for the most part that I was the only guy doing what I did for the longest time, then towards the end of the Nighthawk uh, era, you know, he started to bring in other people, you know, he told me, Dennis, I'm trying to bring, he actually called me and told me, I'm trying to bring some more people to support you, try to get to a little bit of... Uh, you know what you're doing to surround you a little bit and over the past year we've had quite a lot of people come on from chicago brew i don't know the guy's name but we got a guy doing i think monday nights i don't know if he's still working you know actually i don't know uh with the whole trump collapse you know the presidential collapse here uh he you know the q thing has kind of fallen apart at least for a lot of us we'll have to see how it all plays out of course but uh you know we've had a, a, a an expansion of talent here uh, so go ahead and support it you know give it a listen give it a try give these people your ears for one two tries and you know get let let them try you know we've been doing this a long time you know we started way back in 2009 actually with inside the eye uh, the podcast companion to the luminous observer and, and that actually was Back in the day, a very popular podcast, it was, got as high as number 49, I think, on Podbean for the religious section, which is actually pretty darn good, you know, when you think about it. Uh, it's, you know, top, top 50, you know, <laughs> that's okay. And I only did like 19, I only did 20 episodes, you know, 10 shows divided into two hour, two ten 10 minute segments. And, and it, it actually was not bad, okay? Top 50 is okay. So we had an audience coming in. We had done some stuff on Red Ice. We had done some stuff on cult of Personality. We did, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, the Celtic Rebel. So we had a little bit of exposure coming into the radio scene and the radio show picked up very well. It was never number one at, at Oracle. It was usually number four. You know, I, I think it was top five, but the, you normally were, we were number four at, uh, at, uh, Oracle. And but here we've been, you know, in the in a probably they don't tell me, but in a senior level position for a long time. So guys support it. You know, we're we're kinda like a flagship show now for not just what I do, but for Revolution Radio equally. So give the studio a little bit of your support and that would be Going a long ways to help because in today's world of deplatforming, you can see it's a huge, huge issue. And I don't know if you saw the news, but you know, I have my Gab account at Radio Itel. I have a Minds account at Radio Itel. And just today, you know, we've had, we've seen Gab going through this huge uh, attack. You know, they had an attack some. Transgender freak, basically hacked into it, uh, nasty. You know, most transgen- most transgenders are nasty people, let's be honest. They're just nasty people. They're mean. They are vicious. They are vindictive. Uh, they're kind of Jewish when you think about it, kind of follow the Jewish mindset. And they're just not good people. And so we had, it looks like what appears to be a transgender activist, hacked into Gab, compromised some 68,000 plus accounts. I was in the top one of the first thirty thousand I think at Gab. I think I was one of the first initial sign ins on Gab and uh actually uh Gab uh Andrew Torbach i he approved it when I came on and uh he's he hasn't really supported my work. I haven't been a big big contributor there. But we do have some some level of exposure there. And um it's been under attack, you know, we had some sixty eight thousand Plus, accounts were compromised. I immediately changed my password once I heard that. So, and you know, just keep going. I don't do that much, but I do some. Here's some. You do see a lot of, let's just say, aware people. Not woke people, but aware people. They understand the Jewish angle. They understand Jewish supremacy. They do talk about it. And what this has done, of course, is prompted organized Jewish political dominance, Jewish supremacy, to go after Gab. And it reared its ugly head this week with uh, Governor Abbott in Texas where he had this to say about Gab itself. He's basically saying, uh, you know, there's no place for anti-Semitism inside of Texas. And again, we've said all along the real issue here is literally Jewish dominance. That's the issue look we'd like to be left alone. we'd like to be able to govern ourselves. We don't need Jews telling us what to do day in and day out, screwing up our country, screwing up the screwing up our cities, screwing up the school boards, etc etc etc. These guys are just nasty mean uh, failures equally none of their policies work but here's uh, Governor Abbott in Texas
2: anti-semitic platforms like Gav have no place in Texas and certainly do not represent Texas
1: values. What does represent Texas values is legislation like this by Representative King and Representative Coleman that fights
2: anti-semitism in Texas.
0: Yeah, and see what that's what we've been saying all along is that the the main enemy of cancel culture or the main proponent of cancel culture, the main ethnic group behind destroying western systems of free speech are jews and people need to understand that this is the enemy when it comes to our western ways now if you want to go live in a talmudic slave master slave relationship society where jews tell you what you can do what you can eat when you can wake up when you can go out when you can open your business, then by all means, give yourself, give your family, give your nation, give your city to Jewish power. Just give it. Because they'll, they'll, they'll gladly take it. They love power. They love to destroy. They hate white people and immensely. It's, an, it's such a bizarre, irrational hatred, but it's so bad that they are creating the very dynamics which really become their greatest fear, and that is people having retribution against them. And it's not going to be retribu- – well, it will be retribution because it will be self-defense. It will be really just decades and decades of failed Jewish policy, attacks on the American people. Look, 600-plus Jewish organizations, guys, support open borders. 600 plus Jewish American organizations representing upwards of 90% of the Jewish population support open borders in America. So when you see your borders open, understand that this is the stated policy of the Jewish people. Jews almost en masse want the borders open. And why? Because in a Jewish mindset, they are trained and taught from the time they're toddlers and it's probably in their dna anyways that everybody hates them everybody's out to get them that they can never do anything wrong no matter how arrogant they are no matter how criminal they are no matter how uh, obnoxious they are you know they can do nothing wrong they're just little princesses and you know little little princesses and princes here on planet earth and oi they're god's chosen and all that fun stuff well, they think that if it's a multicultural world, they can survive easier because they can blend in better. And they know that there's no way anybody can stand up to their organizational talent, which is admirable if you are into organization politically. And uh, they will crush anybody. And what are they doing now? They are crushing the entire Western world. They are out to crush the entire Western world, and they're going to do it through inoculations, genetic bioweapons, engineered bioweapons, and equally through human bioweapons, which is mass immigration, mass unchecked immigration. You know, some have said, and I think the uh, Attorney General, or I think it was the Attorney General of Texas, that says within 40 days of the Biden regime, the naturalization and immigration process of the United States has essentially been completely dismantled. And that's always been the goal of Jewish people, of Jewish power politics. So without a doubt, then, what is happening here is the overthrow of the United States through a planned invasion of the nation. And that's going to be called immigration. We already have had... Guys, when you're bringing in 40, 50, 70,000 people in waves in a month... That's an invasion, nothing less than an, an invasion. And let's let's just call it for what it is for a change. You know, you've got Abbott, got him pictured here with, of course, uh, Bibi Netanyahu. Big headline coming out of Israel. Any enemy of Israel is an enemy of Texas. Then it goes on to say, while kings and presidents came to get their pictures taken, Texas governor offered genuine. Support. We all know that one simply doesn't mess with Texas. Texas is now warning that anyone who messes with the Jewish state will likewise earn the ire of the Lone Star State. Well, what does that tell us? The Lone Star State is occupied. It's a Jewish occupied government. Now, sure, he's been nice. He go he went ahead and he removed the mask mandates. Okay, he let the Goya a little bit free there. But ultimately, when push comes to shove, Jews in Israel come first in Texas, according to Texas politicians. What does that tell you? If you want to make America great again, you must equally purge every single Jewish first politician that is out there. And guess what? Darlings like Ron DeSantis, he's one of them equally. You cannot make America great when the priorities of these politicians, first and foremost, are going to the Israeli people and Jewish people, it is not for Abbott to tell us what we can and can't say. It's not for a punk governor in in or in uh, Texas who basically single handedly destroyed his state equally under these COVID mandates to dictate to the American people what where they should be able to talk so the idea that they're going after gab for instance is just again jewish cancel culture understand clear cancel culture is a cancer cancel culture is a cancer and what do we do with cancers we cut them out Right, That's what they do. You can take the tumor and you can cut the tumor out. Well, Jewish cancel culture is a tumor on the American people. See, Jews like to say we're like an infectious disease. So what do they want to do? They want to use a genetic bioweapon to destroy this virus, which they call goyim, non-Jewish people. See, everybody who is not a Jew is a goyim, and everybody who is not a Jew, unless you specifically, openly say, please, I am your servant, you are my master, Mr. Jew, it doesn't matter. They're still going to come after you anyways, because a scorpion does what a scorpion does. It's going to bite you, right? So the, the point that we want to make here is that just this week now, we've got a Biden regime. His top ten appointments are all Jews. This is the same pattern we saw in the Soviet Union. All the primary leadership were Jews. We have a massive effort to curtail the ability of Americans to defend themselves. We see massive efforts to go after America's uh, pretty impressive arsenal. And there's only one reason they want to do that. Because they are a occupying government. Listen, the regime in Washington is not legitimate. This is how stupid it is in America right now. For those of you who are in or from another country, can you imagine, and I tell my Saudi friends this, I said, can you imagine if Dennis came here, okay, or Dennis was born to two expatriate people here, And I'm now an anchor baby here. Can you imagine me rising up to power and taking and leading your country? Can you imagine an Indian or a Pakistani woman born 45 years ago to immigrants who were working here? Can you ever imagine them rising up and running the kingdom for you? And they look at me like, no way, man, we would never allow. I said, yeah, your your intelligence forces would never allow this type of stupidity. Yet in America, that is exactly what is going to happen. I said, look, Kamala Harris is not even an American. She is an anchor baby. She should never even have been granted citizenship. Anchor babies should have been just like they are done in Saudi Arabia. You can stay. You can pay your taxes. You can do. We will be nice to you. You're free to stay. They're actually very generous here with a lot of people. Don't let me get you wrong. The Saudi people actually treat people here very well. And I won't say that for the housemaids and stuff like that, but if you're working out there, there's a lot of great people going on here. Yeah, there's their cases, but it's like, trust me, that's everywhere equally. In Saudi, you are, if you're born here, you will never be Saudi. Ever. Never, ever, ever. The same holds true in Jordan. Some of my Jordanians, well, Dennis, no, if you stay here 10 years. No, come on, dude. You got a million people in refugee camps in Jordan. You're not going to open up your your doors to all these Palestinians and just start giving them citizenship. You'll let them have a Jordanian class three passport so they can travel, but you're never, ever going to let them be Jordanian, okay? So don't tell me that, you know, I don't know what's going on. Here in Saudi, you if you are born here and you're not Saudi, you are not Saudi, you will never ever have citizenship. You don't even have you know, you have to basically renew your papers every year here. Every year. All right? Every, even me, I get fired every year. Seriously. I get fired every year. You got to you got to replay you got to redo everything every year. Now imagine if we did that in America where we tracked you You were linked biometrically to your phone. We knew where you were. If you tried to open a bank account and you were overstaying your visa, we closed your bank account. We blocked your phone. That's what they do here. Now, can you imagine if we Americans were doing that to people in America? Or let's say the Germans in Germany and France and everywhere else? See, that's how you do it, though. I'm not opposed to this. Because you know what? They keep their country safe. They keep it sane. They keep it rational. You know what I did yesterday? Or was it today? Today. I came home and I left my keys outside in the, in the gate. I'm like, where the hell are my keys? Where the hell are my keys? So I went down, I left them in the gate open to the exposed outdoors. But guess what? I don't worry. Actually, I don't worry. Yeah, there's crime out there and you gotta watch out for it like anywhere else, but I actually, I don't worry. I'm in a good neighborhood. I'm not worried. Now, can you imagine leaving the keys in your door? Where you live? Me, I wouldn't even worry. I actually, I would not worry. But would you? See, that's the difference between a rational, sane, sound immigration policy And one that is completely out of control to where anything and anybody and everybody can come in. And nobody gives a damn because you know why? Because Jew wants to destroy Whitey. Jew wants to destroy the American people. Jew wants to destroy what Americans and white European civilization built. That's the difference. Plain and simple. And people are noticing. Let's be honest. More and more people, if you go onto a gab, or a mines, or a bit shoot, you're gonna see more and more and more people discussing the Jewish side of this. Now does that mean they're gonna do something about it? Uh, not necessarily, but guess what? Jews didn't come to the power they are in today overnight. Now they can just steal the country in front of everybody's eyes and nobody can, nobody can wag a finger at them. Okay, you can wag a finger at them, but you're going to be called an anti-Semite. You're going to be called a, a a terrorist, a domestic terrorist, for questioning the fact that, gee, you really thought that they stole this? That's that's terrorism. You can't t- say that we st- we stole this election in America. Yet they stole the country, right in plain sight. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. And you know what's so annoying? Is listening to the media gaslighting day in and day out and day in and day out about how oh no you know Trump has not proven anything and no there's been no proof of any of this and Biden won fairness but fair. Biden did not get squat. Listen, I've been in the media business in my tiny, humble way a long time. There is no way a Joseph Biden could have gotten 80 plus million votes. No way. I'm telling you, from day one, I said he got maybe 16 to 25. Maybe. Yeah, there's a lot of idiots out there that would have voted for him. But maybe he got 16 to 25 million. Yet here we are, today in America, we have a foreign government, we have a regime in Washington that is basically making up their own rules for the rest of us, As if somehow we as Americans and the world, quite frankly, should be bowing down to these types of people. Nobody should bow down to these types of people. Nobody. Everybody should stand firm against them. These are criminals. If they're willing to do this to their own people, don't think that they're not willing to do it to every other country out there if they have the opportunity. This is how they operate. Wake the hell up. Soon as they have the chance, they're going to do it. To whatever next country's on the list, from what I understand, they're now planning, apparently, a big attack in the Ukraine, for instance, with massive troops moving towards Russia. You know, they've always wanted that big war. Anyways, it's the Vetch inside the Eye live prime time. Back after this. Alright everybody, welcome back. Uh, hour number two Inside the I live. Prime time. It's uh, Thursday. That's right, Thursday. Thursday is the start of my weekend, which is why I accepted this gig. And uh it's a two to four hour, two in the morning to four in the morning gig. It's a tough show. But I guess next week we're going to go on Daylight Savings Time in the States and that'll make it from one to three, which means I survived another winter of two to four here. And, uh, it's not easy, guys. I'm telling you, man. It's not easy, but, uh, we're gonna get it done. And then next week will be one to three, I believe, which is actually so much nicer than, uh, two to four by a, a long stretch. Uh, let's see. I gotta turn this thing down. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There it is. All right. Stop you. Okay. Anyways, I don't know if you saw the really tragedy. This is like an Oybe moment, you know. I don't know about you, but a long time ago, I thought of something. You know, every time I w- – actually, this goes back to 1998. I was selling health supplements. I actually brought in – I was one of the guys that helped launch green tea through Weider Nutrition, I believe, back in the day. Brought in tons of the stuff. We brought in uh, St. John's wort. We brought in all kinds of stuff for Natrol. I had picked up Natrol and a few other big accounts back in the day. And uh, there was D'Shea, the, the Dietary Self Dietary Supplement Health Education Act or something like that, which was really a, that set the agenda as to how you're allowed to stock and sell uh, vitamins and supplements in a way that didn't piss off the pharmaceuticals. And, of course, we had some really trick stuff. I always go after the trickest of the trickest stuff, right? So I had some stuff that really worked well. And it was called Chugyum out of Korea. And this stuff, it's a nine-time real-life uh, alchemical concoction that goes all the way back to the Taoists. And back in the day, I knew the, at the time, I'm sure he still is, but the head of the Dong Hong, Dong Hong or something like that, I think Dong Wa, Dong Hong, so many years now, I forget. But the head of the, one of these Taoist sects. And uh we negotiated the rights to this and I went to talk to some of the pharmaceutical companies and they told me straight up, you know, Dennis, this stuff's great stuff, but it'll never see a shelf, never never will see be see the time of day. And then I got you know, back then I I, I got that early glimpse of pharmaceutical companies shutting things down because it would harm their profits. Well, Another thing that fascinated me was when you would go to the health supplement. I forget the name of the of the trade show, but one of the largest trade shows. It was held back in the day in Anaheim. And massive dietary and health supplement uh, product. And I'd be out there. I would be pitching my stuff to the various distributors and stuff. And more than many occasions, okay, quite a few. One of the very first things they would ask me was, is this kosher? Very first thing, like within one of the first questions they would ask me is, is this kosher? And I say, well no, why is it, why would it need to be kosher? He says, well, it will help you get more space, it'll help sell better. It's like, why do Jews care so much? And then it dawned on me later, Actually, while I was not too much later, that, you know, Jews were actually preventing stuff from getting into stores through their distribution channels, unless you first agreed to pay them, let's say through their rabbi, rabbinical networks or rabbinical councils, to get things actually certified to be kosher. Well, just this week in Tesco, or in the UK, you had a a case where Tesco, which is a major retailer there, they actually had to apologize because somebody spotted pork products in the kosher section and Guy says here it seems to me that if you're Jewish nobody really cares complained a Mr. Jeffrey Fern 53 after discovering the trafe items among the kosher products at the Dunstable Extra Branch last week he goes on and says I'm trying my best to keep kosher but it was a struggle to access supplies locally at Tesco spokesperson told the Jewish Chronicle, we're really sorry that this happened and for any upset caused, we have removed these products from the kosher section and taken steps to make sure it doesn't happen again. Now here's the thing. What about Christians complaining about kosher items in their sections, which means everywhere that's not a kosher section? Do you really think that a Walmart or a Ralph's or a Food for Less or a Kroger's or any other major corporation in the United States or elsewhere would remove kosher items from areas where people are trying to not be kosher. Where we don't want to support racist supremacists. Where we don't want Jewish torture to make it into our shelves, etc., cetera, etc., etc. Cetera. Do you really think they would ever do that? See, that is something that Jews just don't grasp. One person complaining gets all of this to respond. Why don't people complain about all the kosher stuff in the stores? And you know, it would be fascinating. You know, they're putting all this out there in America. They've got whole stores now dedicated to what? This is black owned. This is Latino owned. They're not saying whether it's white-owned, of course. It's always the people of color-owned. This is transgender-owned. But why not put a Star of David very prominently on every single kosher item in there, and then you would start to see that 60-some-odd percent of your foodstuffs in the supermarket world has been kosherized. And that means you're paying a tax to Jews Just to go to the supermarket while they work hard to make sure non-kosherized stuff stays off the shelves. So I kind of find it absurd that anybody would bother to apologize. But really, Christians, why don't people start uh, complaining about all the kosher items? You're going to the store and you can't find anything that's not kosher. You know what, I'm trying to keep a non-kosher lifestyle, and, and I can't find anything. You need to start removing this from our sections, because this isn't a Jewish section. Put these in the kosher section, and get rid of the kosher foods. You want to see an uproar? Try that, because it's a major cash cow. Jews bring in what, 2.1? billion dollars by their own estimates oh it's not costing that much yeah it's only 2.1 billion dollar tax on the american people but that not that much yeah okay go ahead ask jews to give us two and a half billion dollars just to put things in our supermarkets you think that's going to happen see so the real enemy here folks it's jewish dominance and they know it why else are they attacking white people as anti-Semites. When they went after Gab this week, for instance, why were they doing that? Because they know, they know that anybody talking about Jewish dominance has the risk of upsetting the apple cart upon which Americans are nothing but a cash cow for Jews. And that's where we stand today. You know, another thing are the vaccines. I don't grasp why people don't get this. But to set this off, I want to bring up something that came into my email. And it was from the Steve Bannon's War Room show. And very fascinating because we had this woman who is apparently, I don't know who she is. It doesn't matter to me, but the message does. And she's talking about Trump's CPAC speech. And what's going on here is there is a major disappointment with Donald Trump. And why not? The country was basically handed over to a radical leftist communist regime after being told time and time again that America would never go socialist. America is never going to go socialist. But you just handed the government over to what? A bunch of communist socialists. There's no other way to call it than that.
3: You know, I feel, but also what I'm hearing a lot of other people saying, so it's not just me, but there are so many people that have lost faith in Donald Trump and who love Trumpism. They do love Trump, but they want to move forward and ahead in a new way, they're now they they were not happy at CPAC. They did not love President Trump's speech.
2: What did they like about the speech?
3: Look, speech.
2: I thought the speech came back and and had a, and, a, and a thing that was grievance heavy and policy light. President Trump came, in, I thought, and really took a time as a speech with gravitas. All right, and, 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 I have and,
3: I have a list. I have okay, a list. Jump, this Trump... is this is from a social media post.
2: I'm not going to mansplain. All right, unless okay. You
3: go. okay. Complaining about election integrity, but not doing anything for four years. Demanding big tech be dealt with. Again, nothing was done. Uh, pushing the COVID vaccine really hard. This is a crowd that that is very vaccine skeptical, especially of a vaccine that was rushed. And Trump previously had said, you know, if people want it, they can get it. Now he's telling everyone to go out and take it. Um, you know, talking about the economy, but not talking about the millions of Americans you know, middle-class Americans who lost everything last year, who lost their businesses. But yet he's sitting because there talking about how great since the economy is doing. Yes, because of COVID. But also because President Trump was one of the ones who started the 15 days to stop the spread. So, you know, the speech to many felt you tired. Didn't, they
2: didn't like the 15 days to stop the spread? People
3: didn't. They look back now and they realize that it was all a scam. And now it's a year since then. And so many states are still shut down. You think
2: people, but hold it, when you say that, we're, we're still in these lockdowns. There is evidence that shows if you do lock down, you stop the potential spread of this. You don't buy that?
3: I don't. Look at Sweden.
1: Okay.
0: An interesting piece about all that is you can hear Bannon now. Bannon is on the side of the globalists. He's trying to push the COVID narrative as if it's real. And that's what I've never liked about Bannon. He's a very powerful figure. He is very influential. Uh, He does a lot of good work. But at the end of the day, he is selling the COVID narrative. The COVID narrative is put forward by the very same people who brought out the vaccines. This was all part of a coordinated activity. The, The COVID narrative is partially done by the pharmaceutical world. Who else has the ability to create this type of virus? See Bannon starts his whole show about it's it's a pandemic, and a hundred people have died and this see he tried to create the panic about the virus. He was part of the problem about the virus, and now that we see the fifteen days to stop the spread everywhere in the world was just a scam to keep things going and going and going and lock things down on a global scale. It allowed so many people in the United States well actually I shouldn't say that it allowed so many governors in the United States to literally transfer all this wealth some 4 trillion dollars of wealth went into the hands of about 8 to 10 Jewish oligarchs actually I should say the 1% the 1% is largely Jewish but the biggest winners of this were 8 Jewish oligarchs from Bezos to to Facebook, to uh, the people. It's not to Google. What was that? Uh, Lowe's and Home Depot. You had a massive amount of wealth go into the hands of Jewish people, and it's all based on a on a narrative that says, "Oh, fifteen days to stop the spread." We never really saw anything, per se. We don't know how this bioweapon was working, but it certainly worked in the early days. But it wasn't a situation where it had to go through the summer. We had to see all this ridiculous nonsense of baseball players out there with their stupid masks on and all of these football players. It was just one of the dumbest things we've ever witnessed. And it continues to this day. It literally continues. To this day, you have New York today rolling out a COVID vaccine certificate to allow yourself to get into a restaurant, to get into a theater, to get into a sports stadium, just like they have here. What? That's not all coordinated? Of course, it's all coordinated at some level. And it's absurd. It is absolutely absurd to take people The vast majority of the human population who never got sick, will never get sick, and all of a sudden we're supposed to act as if we're all guilty of something for what? Oh, we might have a disease. How stupid is that? It's one of the most childish things I've ever seen. But it's not childish. It's dastardly. And Bannon here, he is kind of hinting that he was behind this. And that's what I never liked about Bannon, quite frankly. Now, he does a lot of good work, and he's trying to cover for the whole narrative here, but she's actually tearing him apart, and he can't go anywhere. This woman, I don't know who she is, but she was exceptionally good at what she's doing here, and give her credit, quite frankly, for how how well she presented. A little bit more here. Keep
1: going.
3: So, you know, other things that people didn't like. Are you an anti-vaxxer? Um, I now am after what I saw last year, I would, I would come out and say, yes, previously. See, I-
0: and then imagine they come out as, are you an anti-vaxxer? Knowing this carries a negative connotation. And she some straight out. Right now I am. That's the type of conversation, the power we need to have out there. There. Yeah. I can't stand the fact that first of all, it's not a vaccine Bannon, you stupid moron. This is genetically engineered product where even Moderna's CEO is saying we are hacking the genetics of life itself. Duh, you moron. Again, duh, has nothing to do with vaccines. But she stood her ground. She says, yeah, right now I am. In fact, smart thing to say, quite frankly. Is
3: vaccine skeptical? I wasn't for the what's mass.
0: Va- what's vaccine skeptical?
3: Look, I wouldn't give my kids 42 vaccines to go to school. I just think it's too many and when in California they're predicting-
0: Can you imagine 42 vaccines just to go to school? Dries, what a welfare whore the vaccine, the pharmaceutical industry is. They've got their whacked out psychophants sitting in all these health ministries and these school boards. They're manding 42 frickin' vaccines to go to school?
3: Insane that In the next ten years, fifty percent of the children will have autism. That's, fact. I, that's I have to that, question why. Okay. I just question why. Right. And so for me, I'm a not less an anti-vaxxer, medication. but you're. I'm, you're a a okay. I'm a holistic person. I'm a holistic person, and going. certainly this vaccine, I would not take. Okay. Keep going. Um, you know, people, I, you know, they're saying that. Oh, the other thing Trump said in his speech: we, we, we've done a lot of winning lately, and that line, I think, I could feel the collective eye roll of so many people in the why room. Is that? Because we're doing a lot of winning lately. We just handed over the election. Trump won in a massive landslide. And yet the Republicans, those that we... Well,
2: hold it. What what else? I mean, he did have a logical argument that Mike Pence didn't act on. Yes. Okay? Well, that's a process. What's President Trump... But President Trump Trump chose chose Mike Pence. But Mike Pence was his VP for four years. I know. I'm just telling you
3: the argument that people tell me all day long.
2: I got this. But what what... Is this... And I, Is this guys that want to see somebody pull the trigger on the Insurrection Act? Is look, that what they're look, saying? Look, I'm telling you, this people, is, okay.
3: people...
0: Now, here's the thing. Yeah, he should have pulled the Insurrection Act, Bannon. He should have done it. Because now you can see what's happening. Now you can see that by not pulling the Insurrection Act, you have massive, massive invasions going down, down on the southern border. You have a pack of criminals, literal Criminals, conspirators who took over the nation, sitting in Washington, trying to pass a bunch of laws that absolutely undermines the ability of the American people to even defend themselves. Yes, Bannon, he should have, if he had the power, should have pulled the pulled the uh, insurrection act. Absolutely. Compared to now, what are you going to do? You're going to try to wait? what, a year, two years, three years, four years? Now you got HR1 coming down the pipeline where essentially it's a massive rig of the system moving from here on out, and you can't even stop it. Trump's out there crying, we got to stop this thing, we got to stop it. Yeah, Trump, you should have done something while you were in office. You write this nice 13848 8, or whatever it is, your EO that calls about uh, having foreign influence in an election in the United States, and what do you do? Well, why'd you bother writing it, dude? Because you did nothing at the end of the day. Now you got the the Q people saying, "Well, Trump had to do it this way. Oh, there was no other way. It's just he had to let the people see for themselves. Why do they have to see? That's not. It's not Trump's job to make people see. It's Trump's job to protect the union. That was his job. He failed. He failed. There's no other way around it, and people get it. Even the Trump people are starting to get that Trump. Failed
3: them. We're convinced up until the 11th hour. Well, that Trump people was do- going to do more, and that's what they're upset about. No, but
0: I'm saying
2: when you say do more, if you're talking about the Insurrection Act, you're not living in the Cartesian reality of life. i we going take a short commercial break. We're we'll going be back with Mandy. Um, so, uh,
0: okay, he's saying that it was undoable. So why write the thing? Why bother? Why did you make it out to where you're going you, to create hope for people? People are giving up their lives. They're giving up their businesses. They're sacrificing. They're literally sacrificing everything because they believed that Trump was going to do something. And at the 11th hour, what did Trump do? He hopped on an airplane. He flew down to Mar-a-Lago and said, okay, Biden, the show's yours. That is how it appears on the surface of everything. So quite frankly, people do have a right to feel upset. Why couldn't they pull the Insurrection Act? It exists. Why not? Why doesn't Trump come forward and explain that? Here's why I couldn't do it. Guys, I wanted to, but here's why we couldn't do it. That might go a long ways to help, because now we understand even more of the bigger picture, but he hasn't done that yet.
2: Fox City Mitch, Stephen Cape, appreciate everybody going to warroomdefense.com. Be one of the 300 Spartans as you build up your immune system. Okay, Maggie has agreed. She's going to stick around a couple extra days. This is a conversation we can't just jam in to a few minutes. Understand you know i'm going to get lit up in the, in the in the chat room but i get very i get very you know well, I think there's, strong opinions about this
3: i think we there's people that agree with you there's people that agree with me and i think it's just a conversation worth having because yes, i feel they like no have. one's willing to have it right now and they're they're neglecting to realize that millions of americans out there feel completely betrayed by the gop and i speak to people, people every single day steve who tell me they will never vote republican again
2: okay we can't have that we mm-hmm. have to have we have to have people First off, you got to show that it can't be any more of this voter fraud like we had before. And I keep saying.
0: Well, how are you going to stop it, dude? You gave away the country. You gave it away. Now, here's the thing about the American people that uh, if you're following politics in America, we have a situation right now where the American people, MAGA, are the majority. MAGA controls the territory of the United States. I'm talking about the real estate. The real estate includes much of the factories or many of the factories. It includes most of the farm production land. America and Americans control the country. But now what are they going to do about it? Obviously, it has to be now a situation in the States where they simply take over ruthlessly. Not this, oh, gee, let's have a love fest here. No. You need to be as ruthless to the left, as ruthless to the Jews, as ruthless to the LGBT people, that you need to be to ensure that they never ever get anywhere near the halls of power. That's what has to happen. That, mark my words on this, when they said it has to be burned down so that it can never rise again, that is exactly what is happening equally here. We have to make sure that the democratic, communist, Jewish, LGBT movement never is able to rise again. Now, this has to be done moving forward. We're stuck with where we're at today. There's no way out of where we're at today. So we have to work with what we have today. These are the cards that Trump left us with. Now, they can say, oh, they're going to return the power to the people. I don't buy all that. People are going to have to take it. The military cannot be trusted. Let's be honest. The FBI is completely corrupt. It is a criminal organization. ATF is a criminal organization. The entire federal infrastructure is a criminal organization. We have just seen a $1.9 trillion deal signed by Biden today, which is going to be a huge war chest moving forward for these democratic strongholds. We got more on this right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, final half hour of the show. Uh, we're talking a little bit about, a uh, little bit of, a, I guess you could call it, it was given to me, war inside the war room. Something like that was, how it was uh, the email read? I found it very interesting. I get a lot of stuff from you guys. This is just something that actually interested me. Uh, so thanks. I forget who sent it. Do you know who you are? I think Mr. CZ, if I'm not mistaken, though, and I want to thank you for giving me this because, you know, the whole time I watched this thing unfold uh, after June, November 6th, you know, Bannon really rose to prominence here. And when I watched it, was basically a parade of seven people, you know, and oh, we got this thing. We got this. I'm like, Bannon, you don't got crap. You don't have crap because you don't have the instruments of state and i've always said that guys if we have the instruments of state you know what we could have rolled in with tanks that day and we could have just surrounded those voting areas and we would have just and brought in enough people just to show we're transparent we could have marched everybody out and said all right this is what you find go look all of you americans come take a look and what do you find here It could have been done. You could have done this in ways that allowed for transparency, that allowed for patriots to use the instruments of state that we had to make a change during this entire fiasco that saw the official fall, really, of the republic. But we never got that chance. Instead, we were told, don't be violent. Meanwhile, Trump is telling his people, come to Washington. It's going to be wild. Dude, you got set up, man. You're telling all your people to come there and it's going to be wild, but they use that to set you up. Whether you admit it or not, you were set up. You're telling people to go to the White House and let's, let's, uh, let's cheer them on peacefully. Yeah, all that's well and good. We get you. But the fact is you helped create the dynamics that created this situation where you should have had the intel to know what was going on and to have prevented it. But all this time Trump said, Well, I don't have any power, I can't do anything. Well, you are the you are actually the uh, commander in chief, you are the chief magistrate of the country. There's a lot you could have done, but you didn't want to do it because whatever reasons why. Then we were fed Bannon. And then when you listen to what Bannon is saying here, you can see he's pro-vaccine, all right? He is uh basically pro-allow the system to just go ahead and roll over the American people. Now he's like, well, gee, if you really think that the insurrection... No, Bannon, that was legally within the rights of the president, and it was legally within us to ask him to do that had he done it responsibly. Because now what do we have? We have 70,000 people captured along the border because somebody didn't want to take action in the time that they had the ability to do so. Guys, this whole election fiasco in America, it was all set up by the vaccine people, certainly as one of the stakeholders, one of the stakeholders. They used the COVID scam to, we all know this now. They used the lockdowns to make sure nobody had money. Nobody could talk. Nobody could out and move. Still people came out in 74 million. It was probably closer to 80, 84, maybe even as much as 100 million votes went to Trump, which went to the MAGA movement, which meant to, which went to the nationalist movements, which directly pose a threat to Jewish globalism. So what was defeated here or what was taken and stolen, which means it was defeated, was the nationalism that was actually riding a crest. And it could have rolled across the world. Now it has to be rebuilt. And how that gets done, people are really starting to wonder, OK, how do we move forward from here? Can Trump be trusted, per se? Hey, yeah, he's still a powerful figure. But, but he cannot be wholly trusted. And that's the truth of the matter. And that's what's coming out of this interview with Biden. Or not with Biden, with Bannon. That's actually what's coming out here. People get it. Now again, nobody wants to see the movement per se, the rise of populism, the rise of nationalism, not just here in America, but across the globe. Listen, I live in a nationalist country. Seriously, I live... Saudi Arabia is a nationalist country. I love it. I really do. The fact that they are nationalists, I love it. These are people that, by and large, aside from the medical side, again, everybody except the medical people. The medical people are playing a dirty game on everybody across the globe. And when you sit there and you bail out all of these cities or you give Moderna a money for a 100 million doses, well, guess what? Where are the two deep state's primary money-making avenues or channels? It's drugs and it's human trafficking. Those are the two big money-makers for the globalist cabal criminal syndicate. And what is a pharmaceutical at the end? It's a drug. So when you're giving all of this money, that's what I try to explain to people here. Look, when you're giving money to the pharmaceutical companies, it's kind of like giving all this money to the illicit drug trade because you're just feeding the terrorists. This COVID vaccine, this COVID thing didn't just come out of a, out of nature here. It was created and then it was pushed and nurtured by the media. So if you continue to push the vaccine, to quote the vaccine, But this genetic bioweapon, you're just feeding this globalist cabal, which has bought and paid for so many people out there in the medical world. Now, not all of them are bought and paid for. Some of them may really truly believe what they're doing. And that's what makes these operations effective. Certain people really do believe in what they're doing. But some of them are absolutely bought and paid for. It's corruption to an nth degree. And it's massive. It's on a global scale. But it's coming out of right now one key industry, and we can narrow it down to the medical industry. The CDC is an enemy of the people. The FDA is an enemy. The CDC, folks, they are a criminal organization. The World Health Organization, all of these things, all this stuff going up like in the Lancet report out of, what was it, Uh The Occidental or Orthodox Orthodox campus or Occidental, I forget the name of the university up in the U.K., but these guys are all rehashed hacks. They've never been right. They've always been wrong, but they keep surfacing. Fauci, they knew Fauci was trying to kill people back in 1981, okay? You had signs out in 1981, people saying, hey, Fauci, we know you're trying to kill us. And he's doing it again today. He has been 40 years in office trying to kill people. And what did really Trump do about it? Not a whole lot. Not on surface. And that's what people are starting to ask. And they have a right to ask this. I think I might want to do something here. A rally event. Okay, we're all
2: over Georgia what has to happen. I totally agree with you. But it's not the time to throw in the towel and say, I'm never
0: going to vote again, you know, and take your ball and go home. I and that's saying. not
3: what I'm saying. I'm, I'm still sure in, is. no, I'm not. See, yeah,
0: see, he's saying, he, she's like, no, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying here is that they don't want to vote Republican again because they can't trust what the Republican party is feeding people. Period. That's all she's really saying here. And I that's not
3: what I'm saying. I'm, I'm still sure in, no, I'm not, Steve. I'm still in the fight. And in fact, I'm signing up for the precinct project. I'm doing no. everything that we say, but I'm also realistic. And to me personally, I mean, I'm going to go out there. I believe that the republic is dead. I think that it died on November 3rd. We held the funeral on January 20th. I think that it's done. This is a nice little illusion that and game that we're playing. I'm going to still continue to fight on the off chance that we still might be able to turn this around in 2022. But I'm realistic, and I'm also just preparing for the worst, right? But I have to say that the reason why so many people feel betrayed, myself included, is because we gave up everything to fight for Trump. I mean, I lost my marriage. I lost my business. I lost my income when big tech came after me and took away my monetization. And I put in everything to turn my career around and to create conservative content. And millions of Americans did the same. They stuck their neck out. They supported the GOP. And at the end of the day, when push push came to shove, the Republican Party threw Trump under the bus. They certified a fraudulent election. We elected them to fight for our Republican values. But when push came to shove, they didn't have any fight in them. They turned and they cowered.
2: Okay, so you're going to stick around for a couple of days when so we get into that. Let's do it. That's pretty, that's pretty powerful.
3: I'm, I'm angry. Saying, Mitch, uh, and angry. a lot of people are angry. I, you're good. I, and you're don't good. get me wrong, I still love I, Trump, I, but I is he the man to lead us forward? I think there might be Trumpism, but it's now up to us, we the people, the patriots, and the nationalists to carry the torch I, of I disagree
2: because I've seen what it takes to be that leader, and I think President Trump is our leader, is the leader of this movement. Yeah,
0: but see, here's the thing. If the leader can't produce when... He has everything in his hand. He has all the instruments of state, theoretically. He has the laws. He has the people on a literally a landslide election and you still want him to be the leader. He has to at this stage. What has to be going on in America for Trump to succeed is something has to happen behind the scenes that's not being said. And we admit that this is a distinct possibility if not a distinct probability that is assuming that the information we see coming out of washington dc is really accurate just the other day for instance you see a picture coming out of washington dc i don't know if the time is right but there's no flag on the white house anymore there was no flag flying okay why would that be why do we have all these spotlights on the white house in other words why do we see Biden in situations where it's clearly a stage? It's clearly he's on a stage. He's not actually in the White House. Why are we seeing all of this? And then this government in Washington, every single one, 535 members, should be viewed as an occupying people. Every single one of them should be viewed as treasonous to the American people. That goes for Josh Hawley, who's fairly outspoken, to Matt Gates. They are all participating in a great treason against the United States. Plain and simple. Now what this woman is saying, hey look, we got to do something because we can't rely on Trump anymore. He's already not delivering we can't assume he will deliver in the future ban is saying no we need to have the king we need to have the king no we really don't what we need to have happen across the western world is localized control in such a way that the centralized power authorities i don't care if it's in paris if it's in if it's in uh, berlin or london or wherever it might be Those centralized power centers must become neutralized such that they are no longer able to function. Now what that would mean is that the American people, and I know they're asking for volunteers in Texas now, but the American people would have to go and secure their borders for a while. For instance, for instance, it would have to happen. Now if the central authorities come to stop that, then we may be looking at a case of insurrection at the local level by those authorities. Because at this stage, you cannot assume that any government anywhere in the United States is legitimate. You cannot. What's going on in Arizona is absolutely unconscionable. What happened in Wisconsin is unconscionable. What happened in Georgia is absolutely Amazingly unconscionable. We know it happened in Virginia. We know that Trump probably took 407. And it's not Trump. That's the American people. That's the American people speaking in this case. All right? Americans gave and took 407 of the available electoral votes this year. 407 in this cycle. The American people are an exceptionally powerful force if they understand and take out the medical people, take out the doctors, let them know the the reporting. And I've been given this a lot of thought. There needs to be massive crimes or institute massive... Let's put this way. Let me rephrase this. We need laws, for instance, that we put forward as people that makes any hospital official any that even sniffs of making a or whiffs up some idea that he is going to put forward fraudulent data he better know that if he, if he even has one eye that isn't dotted correctly we need massive penalties massive asset forfeiture because most of this scam was done through fraudulent details that goes for the cdc 20 years, 30 years prison, 100% lockdown of your assets. These people have used lies, distortions, and falsifications, fabrications, whatever you want to call it, to put this entire puzzle together that created the scam called COVID-19. The American people, you have the power. You have the numbers. There is zero reason why at the local level, the health departments, the hospitals say, if you dare falsify a document, immediate 20 years in prison and we burn your house down. You, I don't care if it's figurative, of course. Okay. We burn your house down. You do not falsify and lie to people who die while you are sitting there supposedly trying to, not trying to, but you're supposedly doing the record keeping. Now, this has been done in Ireland, basically. They already have massive penalties there. And do you realize that basically there's only been like about 20, 25 COVID deaths in Ireland now? Because the people have this law already. They were going and threatening to sue. Now we have a situation, let's say, again, the people, they really do. Look, you got you got eighty six percent of the territory of America, all right? Eighty six percent. There is no reason at this stage why democratic strongholds shouldn't see a work slowdown, for instance. In other words, slow down the food deliveries. Slow things down. Look, why would anybody bother to resupply Portland, for instance? Why would anybody bother to resupply New York? New York is putting together COVID vaccine certificates that allows you to get into a building. Why should we as Americans be supporting that? There should be a work slowdown. You know what? You can't even go to New York now without having all these checkpoints. you got to show your papers. Why are we allowing the city to even survive? I'm not saying you openly blockade these guys. But hey, blow a tire. Oops, can't get the food in today. Oh darn I blew a transmission out. I can't get the food in today. In other words, it's a it's a Steven Spielberg thing coming from uh what was that movie he had? I forget the name of the movie mm, about the German guy who uh sabotaged everything. What was that? Schindler's List, Schindler's List. You know, the real lesson of Schindler's List, I did read that book back when I believed in the fairy tale. I thought, wow, this is amazing. But the real lesson of Schindler's List was when in the face of overt criminal tyranny, which Schindler put together, Spiel, whoever wrote that book, Spielberg, whoever, who, who called that the Nazis, right? But the reality is, is that we can supply any word we want to, to the tyrant, to those who bring tyranny in this case it's all these politicians who support and are backed by jewish power the point to take them down slowly is to continually sabotage their operations they do that all the time what do you think what do you think uh blm was all about it was a sabotage move you had all these various economic zones doing very, very well with Trump. All these black people doing very well. And I don't have a problem with that, quite frankly. If they're out there off welfare trying to produce for their own family, look, there's plenty of money out there for everybody, in theory. There's plenty, okay? You got, what is it, 90% of the wealth is owned by about uh, 50, 1.5% of the people of the planet. So there's plenty of money out there that can be taken. And a lot of what they've taken is, like COVID-19, $4 trillion in wealth transfer. Are you out of your mind? Why shouldn't that be taken back in windfall taxes and redistributed? Instead, they, they pass $1.9 trillion and they give what? 9% of that back to the people and they take another, what? 9, I don't know what the numbers are, but 9%? They're taking what? 9%? Gosh, what is 9% of two, two, what? $180 billion only going to the people? Out of 1.9 trillion? Something like that? 10% would be 1.9. 190 billion. Think about that. They're, they're, they're taking what? An ungodly amount. 1.6 trillion dollars for themselves. So think about it. Think about it. Think about it. How can you sabotage things? That it doesn't, look, why should you deliver food for these guys? You know what? Why? Why should they be allowed to be helped in their criminal endeavor? Again, remember the plan back in the day was always like, we need to hurt the economy because it's going to hurt Trump, right? Okay, fine. We get the game plan. We're smarter than them. Why can't people come up with ways to sabotage the state? And it's not even the entire state because much most of California is red. California went red. You've only got San Francisco, which is a cesspool. You got Los Angeles, which is my hometown, which is a cesspool. The rest of the state's pretty good. It's actually pretty good. You got Portland and parts of Washington that are kind of fruitcakes. You got Indiana, parts of that. You got parts of Michigan. You got parts of Georgia. You got parts of Texas. You got these isolated counties. Pick them off. Slowly but surely strangle them. They can talk about all they want. Washington, ignore them. You know, start passing your own laws that say whatever they do in Washington, we don't recognize it. That's what, that's what they did in Portland, right? That's what they did in Washington. In Seattle, they just said, oh, we don't recognize whatever you want to do. Sorry about that. Make it a law, make it a felony for any federal official to come into these areas. That's states' rights in America. That's how it all works. People need to fight back against this insanity. You know, Trump is up there telling people, remember me when you take the vaccine. Remember me when you take the vaccine. Is this guy stupid? Is he really that stupid? Just this week, Utah mother, 39 years old. 39 years old, beautiful young lady, quite frankly. She took it, COVID-19. She just died. We want to remember Trump, right? Yeah, Trump, you killed her. Okay, Trump, you want us to remember your your glorified vaccines, which is nothing but handing money to the terrorists to put this operation in place? Because that's what this is. Feeding the pharmaceutical companies is feeding the terrorists who put this entire operation into play. This 1.9 trillion includes 3.5 billion to Bill Gates. Alright? We are handing money to these terrorists through the, the perpetual use of the vaccine. Plain and simple, 100 million doses to Johnson & Johnson for what? One of the most criminal pharmaceutical companies out there. They sold the talcum powder for 40 years with asbestos and now we're going to reward them with 100 million more doses, that is giving money to the globalist terrorist scam that's out there. Why states are doing it? Why a nationalist populist state would even engage in that? No, we should strengthen our borders. We should round up every single health official that was involved in this scam. We should hold trials. We should hold executions. We should hold massive shaming of these people. And if a dare, if a Jew dares speak up against this, they should be rounded up as supporting terrorism. That's where this has to go. Otherwise, they're gonna continue to steamroll. Because they don't care. All they do is, hey, first they go after the anti-Semites, and then they come for everybody else. Because it's the anti-Semites that actually see what's going on. It's those that are aware of how Jews operate that remain the threat. They go after the dissidents first. What is left are those of you who don't really get it, who think of us as being these mean, nasty people. Oh, we're just so anti-Jew. No, that's not really the reason. We care about our countries and our people first. We don't give a damn about globalist Jewish power. It must be destroyed. It's the fetch. Thanks for listening inside the Allied Primetime. Good night, everybody. See you Saturday.